Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is for you. Um, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Mostly Messy Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and um, please excuse my voice. It's like raspy as fuck, and I don't know what's happening. If I'm getting sick, I'm just going to die. Like, I can't be having that right now. Um, anyway, I wanted to welcome you all to the episode, and... Thank you for joining. If you're liking the show, please subscribe. So I had an embarrassing moment the other day and I just, I don't know if it's a, you had to be there moment, but I was fucking dying by myself. I was laughing and then I was able to tell my husband about it and he was like, you have to put that on the podcast because that's just like so relatable. And I was like, I don't know if it's relatable, but it's funny. So we were down, um, in the valley and we were parking there was a parking meter and he was still inside and I was like oh I have to go feed the meter my timer went off so I go outside to feed the meter and I don't know if you've heard me guys heard you guys have heard me talk about this before but since COVID like when all the salons and everything shut down like I do my own nails now and um, I've just resorted to press on nails and I think they're amazing They look fabulous, um, but they break a lot easier. So anyway, I go to feed this meter and you, it's one of the ones you could put your debit card in. So I put my debit card in and it's like really in there. It's, it's very hard to grab it out. And with my nails and they're not even that long. I mean, they're like a normal, like medium length. I don't know. I couldn't fucking grab this card and I'm like panicking. It's like, it's like when you're at a a store and you try on a ring and the ring is too small, and you start panicking, you try and get it off, and your finger's swelling, and which makes it even worse. It was like that type of panic. I was like, oh my god, my debit card's stuck, my debit card's stuck, what do I do? So right there with like, like this is on a busy street too, there's like hundreds of cars just zooming by, felt like thousands, I don't know, probably was 10. I just, for on my thumb and my pointer finger I just had to pop my nails off like just right there I just popped them off and that was the only way that I could get my debit card out and I just I felt I felt embarrassed and of course I'm not prepared because I don't think ahead and I don't have nail glue in my purse so I just I had to take off all my nails and we had to go the rest of our day our cute day date with me having man looking hands and that part was kind of upsetting, but now looking back on it, it's really freaking funny. So yeah, um, note to self, let's have like some sort of device. If you have nails and you need to use a parking meter somewhere, like prepare yourself and you need some sort of device to pull that shit out because it's really hard. Anyway, let's get into the episode. I don't have a whole lot to catch you up on. I still... Um, I'm still just doing me, doing all my weird things. I have all my OCD things. I was really excited. Um, We were supposed to have a special guest on the episode today, and I was, like, amping everyone up about it. I'm like, yeah, get ready. This episode's going to be epic. Shit drops on Thursday. Woo! And um, it's not going to be that exciting an episode because it's just me. My guest had um, with her job, and I'm not going to reveal it yet because it's a surprise, with her job, she um, she can have quite s- serious emergencies. So um, she did have an emergency, and we had to cancel our recording, and there just simply wasn't enough time um, to get the episode out. So here I am by myself. I went into my notes from when I have called out on you guys of certain things to talk about, And we're just going to wing it, you guys. We're just in this together. Pull up a seat, grab a drink, take your bra off, like fucking get comfortable because we don't know. This episode could be 30 minutes, could be an hour and 30 minutes. I have no idea. Um, So anyway, yeah, today was supposed to be epic and I totally was hyping it up on my Instagram. So when people listen to it now, they're like, so what was the exciting thing? (laughs) The exciting thing was I just told you how to take a debit card out of a damn meter machine if you have nails, okay? You just pop that shit off with your teeth like you're in high school and you just got your nails in but your mom paid for it so you have no respect for them and you just chew them off. That's what it was. 
So a while ago, um, I did a post on Instagram. And if you're not following my Instagram, I don't know why I always want to say our Instagram. Like I have this whole production crew. It's just me. There's no production. Like clearly the sound quality is still shit. I don't edit anything. Like it's just me. So if you're not following my Instagram, it's mostly messy podcast. And that's, you know, with the little at thing on Instagram, whatever, whatever. So I reached out on Instagram recently and I was asking people, what are red flags for you? What are deal breakers? All of that stuff. Because I, I think it's fascinating because everyone's like, we all have stuff in common, but we all, we have different ones too. So like, I just love picking people's brains. Like, I feel like I'm such like, I'm like a brain creep. Like, I want to know what everybody's thinking. I'm a, I'm a mind voyeur. That's, I've, I've coined that phrase. I don't know if it's really a thing, but that's what I am. Like, I just want to know what everyone's thinking. I want to know, like, what makes, what makes you tick. I just think it's fascinating. So something that I thought was pretty cool was what are your red flag alerts? Because I was certain they were going to be hilarious because everyone that writes into the show, they just crack me up and I'm like, you get me. Like, these are my people. So there was so many and I could probably sit here and go on and on and on about them, but there was just so many. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to save some of them for later because this topic for me will never get old because it just opens up so many conversations. So I'm going to go ahead and read some and it was guys and girls that write in. I I love when my girls write in, but when guys write in, it just makes me extra excited because I'm like, like I just I love the fact that guys and girls listen to the podcast uh, because that's re- really what I that's what I wanted. I didn't want it to be like only girl power. You know, I want guys to be able to speak their mind too. And this is for you too, dudes. So this person says. Um, a deal breaker for me is when he sends unsolicited dick pics in the beginning run red flag alert. (laughs) And I agree. I mean, unsolicited, like an unsolicited dick pic is never friendly. Like, but on the flip side, I'm going to go ahead and play devil's advocate. And what if it's, what if it's like a nice dick? What if it's a nice dick and he was nervous and he just like wanted to impress you? Like maybe, (laughs) this is such bad advice. (laughs) Maybe just like date him a little longer. See what happens. (laughs) No, but totally. I, um, I would say nine out of 10 times an unsolicited dick pic in the very beginning is a run bitch run situation. So this person says, I think a grown man who listens to the Joe Rogan podcast is a treasure trove of red flags. This shit made me laugh so hard because my husband listens to the Joe Rogan podcast like daily and this just had me cracking up because I'm sure that there is a type like I could totally see that I'm sure there's a type of guy that um, maybe she's encountered a time or two that listens to the Joe Rogan podcast because I could see um, on the outside how that'd be douchey but you know what my man listens to the podcast and he's not too bad of a douche. So maybe um maybe see that one through a little bit. Maybe don't dump him the second you find out he listens to the Joe Rogan podcast. But I appreciate your input. This one says, I knew that there wouldn't be a second date when I showed up and I saw that he had been using filters on his Instagram and he pretty much catfished me. <laughs> okay, but total double standard though, right? First of all, that would be super unexpected. You don't really expect that a guy is going to be using like all these cute filters that make his nose look smaller and his lips look bigger and his chin look shorter and all this shit. Like you, if you run into people that you like, there are some people that I only follow them on Instagram and I have never met them in person or they follow me or whatever, whatever. And there's been a couple of times where I see them in person and I'm like, oh, you're that bitch. Like that's who you are. And I'm not going to like, obviously I'm not filter free. Like I've used a filter a couple times, but, but damn, don't use a filter that makes you not look like you. Like the filters are a little bit out of control. I think we should do away with filters. And if you're a dude using filters, I know it's a double standard, but I don't give a shit. 
um, you shouldn't be using filters because that's weird. And you guys look better rugged and flawed and wrinkled anyway. So don't be catfishing people with filtered pictures, guys or girls. It's rude. It's rude. This person says, this is from, um, this is from a guy uh, specifically. Some people specify, some people don't. Um, oh, some are obvious. This person says, I knew it was over when she told me that her very best friend was actually her ex-boyfriend. I had asked her about it several times because they were very close and she swore to me there was no history other than friends. We were together for four months before she came clean and told me and they had previously been together in a three-year-long relationship. Oh, that that one's rough. That's That would be a deal breaker for me too, I think. I mean, four months in, you know, maybe he's the love, maybe she's the love of your life, maybe she's not, but that's kind of a big lie, and I don't, me personally, I'm very jealous, I'm very open about being jealous, and my jealousy doesn't come from an insecure place, I don't think, I think I'm pretty self-aware, um, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm territorial, it's mine, I'm jealous, um, and personally, I don't think I would be able to handle my man being best friends with someone that he had dated for three years, oh, hell no, so good for you, that was a red flag. You probably never would have won in any situation. Uh, you always probably would have been bothered by it. And she kind of sounds like a bitch. Like, and I'm not sorry for saying that. First of all, she lied to you about it. That's a bitch. And she lied to you about it because she knew it was wrong. She knew that it's probably not okay to be best friends with someone that you were in a relationship with for three years like I'm sorry she's gonna cut have to cut the apron strings on that one because there's not a lot of people that would be okay with that however if you're super open about it in the beginning like you have nothing to hide like hey look before we get into this and get a little more serious like obviously this is not first date topic but when you start getting serious with a person and you can recognize that things are going to be moving forward and advancing into a more serious relationship. I think that she owes this person a heads up like, Hey, my best friend is dick face. So-and-so whatever his name is. Um, I just want to let you know that we were in a relationship for three years and it was serious. And I just want to let you know and see if you're comfortable with that. But I also want to let you know that there is, you know, I have nothing left for him. I don't have romantic feelings for him. Maybe she could say, and hopefully it's true, maybe she could say, um, I we realized we were better as friends than a couple, so we're still friends because the friendship was there. So um, I feel like that could be advice because there are people who are still friends with their exes. I've never stayed friends with my exes. Um, my husband is not friends with his exes that I'm aware of, and... I feel like if you are friends with your ex, you should probably have some sort of conversation to ease your new partner's irrational fears. Cool. Next person says, oh my gosh, my voice is rough. Like, I don't know if I sound, like, I don't know what I sound like to you guys. I don't know if I sound like a man or if I sound like a little boy who was like up all night at a sleepover and I just been yelling too much. So my voice is gone. Either way. Or is it? It's sexy. Probably not. Probably sounds like I need to cough, but I don't. Um, This person says, I knew that I had to break up with him when he kept asking me if I could perform fellatio on him. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm immature, but I cannot read the word fellatio. And also, who says fellatio? She said, I just couldn't get past it or ignore it anymore. So this sounds like it was a reoccurring thing where he would say, like, how do you say that sexy? Are you like, hey, baby, and you like sweep her hair to the side? You kind of like touch her thigh and you're like, will you perform fellatio on me? What the fuck? Just say, suck my dick or give me a beach. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the less um, medical and the less formal, the better, and I don't know, maybe like, I don't, I feel like you shouldn't have to ask for a blowjob, like, I feel like it takes the sexiness out of it, like, just let it happen in the moment, 
I mean, maybe if she's not giving you blowjobs ever, you could be like, hey, like, <laughs> if I show you mine, will you show me yours? Like, if I go down on you, like, eye for an eye, bitch, something. But yeah, definitely don't say fellatio ever. That's gr- that That word makes me feel a little gaggy. And and I have nothing against the act itself. I, I, I love it. But if you say fellatio, I... Um, I'm going to slap your dick and walk out the room. <laughs> Maybe that's a red flag, slapping a dick. That's a red flag. I'm going to add that one to the list. Unless it's um, sexually invited, like a dick slap, or to get slapped by a dick. Because that, it's not always offensive. Like sometimes you just want to get dick slapped, and that's okay. And sometimes maybe you should just let him dick slap you. We're all mature people here. A dick slap is not a dumb thing. Maybe I'm weirder than I thought. (laughs) Production, can you strike that from the episode? Thanks. So here's another one. Oh, this one, I fully agree with this one. Um, Wait, where did it go? I'm using my... um, rusty trusty ipad and my ipad is old as shit so sometimes it gets a little wonky um this person says a red oh here we go a red flag for me is when a girl says i just don't like drama (laughs) because all the girls that say they don't like drama are the drama girls and i won't date them (laughs) that's a good one i fully agree with that with friends people you date, whatever, like people who um, offer up that information, like I just don't do drama. I just don't like drama. Like, bitch, you are the drama. I'm going to say almost 10 out of 10 times, nine and a half out of 10 times. If you say, I just don't like drama, I don't do drama, you probably do. Because if you truly don't like drama, like you just, you don't have to say it because there doesn't need to be a warning because drama is probably not following you in your life. Sweetheart. Ew, don't you? If a girl calls you sweetheart, how does that make you feel? Like if a girl calls calls me like "Mm, sweetheart, like I feel like even if she's trying to be nice, it just does something to me. And like, like even if I'm not wearing hoop earrings, like all of a sudden I feel like I'm like all of a sudden I'm taking hoop earrings off. Like that's how it makes me feel. Like when a girl's like sweetie, sweetheart, I just I just don't like it. I think it's like condescending or something. This person says, oh, this is the one I fully agree with. I love this one. She says, a deal breaker for me is a mama's boy. A mama's boy is a deal breaker. I totally agree. And I don't care who gets mad at me for saying that. And it's like, oh, but it's sweet when he's a mama's boy. There's a difference between, let me make this clear. There's a difference between someone who is very respectful and loves their mom and has a good relationship with their mom, there's a difference between that and a mama's boy. Ew. If I had a son, I, I mark my word, and everyone's like, oh, well, you like, you don't have kids of your own, so you can't speak on this, and you would change your mind if you had one. No. I know myself very well. I've been with myself for a very long time. And if I had a son, I wouldn't want him to be a mama's boy, like mommy boy. It's just a certain type of guy. And maybe it's cute-ish when they're little, but then it starts to get weird. And then like, he's just like a little pansy, like a little pansy boy. And a pansy boy grows up to be like a pansy man. Sometimes maybe they outgrow it. So let's like, Take the children off the table. I'm not attacking the children. I'm attacking the grown men. A grown man who is a mama's boy is just gross. And I have mildly dated one in the past. And I was like, no. Like it just, it just kind of has this snowball effect and it rolls into other things when he's just a mommy's boy. He's just a pansy. He has no backbone. And I actually had a lot of people write in and say a guy that has no backbone is a deal breaker. And it's true, like, maybe there's, like, some, you know, like, feminine power, more power to you women out there. I'm, I'm just not that way. Like, I want my man to be a man. Like, I don't want, I mean, obviously, don't be a dick. Like, 
I need someone that's like a little bit of a dick sometimes. Otherwise, I'll just be a dick all the time. Like I need someone to put me in my place and that's fine. I, through trial and error, I am happy to have come to that conclusion and found someone that is like the perfect amount of dick. Like, but like a mama's boy, like nobody wants to have sex with a mama's boy. It's just, it's a whole different thing. Like I feel like there's so many conversations. Oh my gosh, there's just so many cocktail conversations that we could sit down and have about a mama's boy. I actually, you know what? Sidebar. If you are listening to this and you have examples of you might be a mama's boy if, I want you to write in to me either to the Instagram or write into mostly messy podcast at gmail.com. You might be a mama's boy if, and give me all your mama's boy um, scenarios and examples and all of that because this is good. Because I, I have some that I'm thinking maybe I should save it because I'm going to put a pin in this. But yes, I agree. I think a mama's boy is an MFN deal breaker. This person says, a guy who constantly has dirt under his fingernails is a deal breaker. Ew, that made me shudder. I agree. That is so gross. First of all, you're not putting your fingers anywhere near my insides or my lady bits or anywhere on my body or in my mouth if you have dirt under your fingernails. Like, hello, UTI, first of all. Nobody wants a UTI from some dirty fingernails. That is ugh. That is so disgusting. Like clean your nails. Clip your nails. Your nails are probably too long, first of all, if you have dirt under your nails. But like wash your hands. Get up in there. And like if your nails are dirty, what's the rest of you like? Like is your butthole dirty? I think your butthole's dirty. Like no one's going near your taint if you have dirty fingernails. So you're missing out. So clip your fucking fingernails. This guy says a deal breaker for him, um, he says, a girl that, oh, wait, <laughs> he says, a girl that busts out in random TikTok dances is a no for me, or a girl that just does TikTok dances in general is a no for me. Okay, I must know, how old are you? Because that would change everything. Like, if you're a grown man, or I feel like you're, if you're in your 20s or above, I pray to God that you're not dating teenage girls, but also this just opens up so many questions for me because like, let's say you are in your twenties and you're talking about other girls that are in their twenties or above. Like if you're, if you're a grown woman and you're doing a TikTok dance, I'm going to say something. I think I'm going to say something because that is, that is hysterical. Like, like I'm sure like teenage girls and whatever, like, I get it. That's, that's their thing. That's this generation. That's what they do. I think it's fucking stupid. I think you look like an idiot slapping your arms and your legs and doing these weird movements. Like you're having a seizure or a stroke, but I'm not going to talk crap to you because that's your generation. But if you're 20 or above and you're spontaneously doing TikTok dances, or if you're like learning TikTok dances, I don't know about that. I, I just don't know about that. So I agree with you. I mean, if you're a teenager, like, I appreciate you having your own opinion. But if you're a grown man, you need to dip into a different dating pool if multiple girls have been doing TikTok dances. (laughs) Other than ironically. Like, maybe ironically. I don't know. I'm trying to be nice. I just don't feel very nice today. Shit's been going down in my personal life. (sighs) So I I just don't feel very nice these days. I don't. I just don't. Someone the other day at work told me that they saw me outside of work. I guess we were at um, like a brewery or something or out drinking. They were like, oh, I saw you. I saw you and your husband out the other day at such and such place. And like, you seem so nice. Like you seem so happy. And I'm like, I think I'm a bitch at work. I I think I'm a bitch at work. Um, Not my makeup job work. That's different. I'm always nice there. But my other job, I'm, it's like I'm not there to play, people. Um, but that was funny. And then I was thinking, well, where did you see me? And it was either like out at a restaurant or a brewery. I don't remember what they said. But they said, oh, it was, huh, it was here. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's because I was drinking. <laughs> Duh. Like who isn't happy when they're drinking? If you're not happy when you're drinking, you probably shouldn't drink. You have a problem. 
oh my gosh, stop. I'm being mean. Let's keep going with this. Um, this person says, a guy who can't change a tire is a deal breaker. Yes, he's probably also a mama's boy. This is what I'm saying. If you're a mama's boy, you probably can't change a GD tire. That's gross. Like if we pull over on the side, first of all, I know how to change a tire, but if I'm with a man, if I was with a man and we, you know, popped a tire, ran over something, whatever, a tire needed to be changed, I wouldn't offer up that I know how to change a tire because he probably wants to feel like the man. Like, just like we don't want to date guys that have no backbone and we don't want to date mama's boys, I'm not saying it doesn't go the other way around. Like, I think girls that try and flex like they have a dick and they want to be a man and one of the boys, like, I'm sorry if you are that way. I'm not saying that I won't be friends with you, but I sure as shit am not going to want to sleep with you if I'm a guy. Like, no guy... Unless maybe he's a mom's boy, which you guys are just a whole different couple in itself. Like, you're the type of couple that has a social media account together. Like, you have a joint social media account. I'm being so judgmental right now. And I'm actually the least judgmental person. I'm, I, it's, it's just an observation. I feel like it's not a judgment if it's a, a valid observation that I've made. Um, a guy, like, a guy doesn't want to date a girl that, like tries to be like, yeah, I'm one of the boys. I like, I'm independent. Like to the extent where like, I don't even need you to have sex. I don't need you for anything. And there's girls like that, whatever. Like I get being like, oh yay, powerful woman. Woo. Um, but like, don't, don't act like a dude, like yuck. So what was I saying? Oh yeah. If I, if there's a situation where a tire it needs to be replaced, I'm not going to be like, move over, babe, I got this. Sugar's got this. Sit down, sweet tits. Like, no, let him change a tire. And if he doesn't know how to change a tire, you better, if you're with him in that moment, you better, unless, like, I don't know, you either change a tire yourself and you're like, we're done here, like, for good, or just, like, call a AAA and then be like, so, like, who never taught you how to change a tire? Like, it's like kind of like a life hack to being a guy. So if you're listening to this and you're a guy and you do know how to change a tire, hot. That's great. That's that's a super bonable trait. Um, if you don't know how to change a tire, maybe just hop on YouTube, look it up, take your tire off, put it back on a couple times, set. Good to go. This person says... Um, a huge red flag and deal breaker for me is people who only talk about themselves and interrupt, constantly interrupting. Yes, that is, that's a really good one. Like just in general, girl or guy, like I've encountered that before and I'm, I'm a talker, but I'm also a good listener. You have, if you're a talker, you also have to be a listener. Like everyone has to be a good listener, um, to an extent it's only fair and that's how you keep a conversation going back and forth that's how you keep people interested um that's why like I think I was having a really hard time with the idea of doing this show on myself because I like I get off on the back and forth like give me some good back and forth that's what I want I love it um so yeah I agree with this person I think that it's kind of gross when people only talk about themselves and it's super annoying when people interrupt all the time. Like, I understand here and there you're in a conversation, you get really excited, you kind of jump the gun. But, like, people who just, like, perpetually interrupt, like, you know those people. As I'm talking about this, you're thinking of, oh, that one person, that friend, that person. Don't be that person. Like, you can tell the people, you could tell those people when you're talking, they're not listening, they're just waiting to talk. And that is so obnoxious like that makes me want to just stop talking like it makes me like I just shut down I'm like I don't want to even talk anymore I hate it that's gross this person says someone who just agrees with everything I'm saying that's really annoying that is really annoying because it it means one of two things either they're not really listening and they're just like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh oh yeah me too Uh uh-huh it's like they're not really like actively listening or they just have no opinion and someone that has no opinion is that could be quite a deal breaker because like 
where's the longevity in that? Like, you can't keep that up forever. And then, like, what? Are they just going to, like, snap? Like, I, I'm guilty of that to an extent. Like, in my in my first marriage that obviously um, ended, um, I feel like I wasn't my own person enough. And it started to get annoying because... You first of all, I was way, way too young when I got married. Like I didn't, I didn't know exactly who I was yet, and I don't think I was ready to like stand up for who I was. Which now I've just completely overcorrected. Now I know exactly who I am, and I'm completely unapologetic about it. Um. But yeah, like you can't keep that up forever. Like someone who just agrees with you all the time. It's a red flag, like not even just like, like it goes much deeper than that because it's probably fake because no one just agrees with everything genuinely all the time. Like it's not genuine. There's no way. It's impossible. We're all created differently. Um, Like from the inside out, like literally we're all different. Um, So if they're just agreeing with you all the time that like something's got to give and it's going to kind of blow up eventually. Like for me, when I finally started, you know, voicing my opinion and being my own person, like it didn't really fly with this person. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and call like time of death on this. So anyway, I didn't mean to make that about myself. That's an annoying trait. Someone who makes everything about themselves Let's add that to the list because that shit is gross and annoying. Um, this person says, I think that a man who won't go down on a woman is undateable and unfuckable. <laughs> Sister, I agree. Like, if I've never personally encountered this. Um, like, even if you're bad at it, like, at least he'll do it. Like, you, it could be on you. You could be like, you know what, champ, go ahead, just bring it, bring it back on up. Like, we don't have to do this anymore. But at least he did it. At least he did it. Because a guy who won't do that, like, first of all, maybe he's gay and doesn't, and hasn't told himself or anyone else yet. Um, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I love the gays. They're my favorite. My best friend's gay. Um, no, but really, that's just, that's weird. Like, really, are you like... <laughs> vagina ewy gross it's gross ewy like he's probably a mama's boy oh my god you guys a guy who won't down go down on a girl is maybe a mama's boy I don't know like this is it's just weird like and then does he expect it back in return probably like I just think that's so weird like how close-minded and like non-sexual is that And if that's going to be your relationship, if you, like, agree on that together, like, maybe if you're both uncomfortable with this, like, asexual kind of, like, you don't really need it, that's, that's one thing. If there's a conversation and both parties are okay with it, but if you want him, like, if you're like, babe, like, I really want you to go down on me, like, let's take our relationship to the next level, like, go downstairs. Um, If he won't do it, I'm sorry, I just, I don't know if I could live with that. I, I really don't. Because I feel like he's like, ew, gross. Like, what else? Like, what, you don't want to lick my butthole either? Fine. This is over. Relationship over. <sighs> that got me really annoyed. Like, why? Why? Um, this. So this guy, this guy wrote in, and I love this. He said, so I hope I'm not making weird noises because my I'm using like headphones and they keep falling out because I have tiny little baby ear holes. So I hope I'm not making annoying noises. If there's like a weird shuffling noise, it's because I'm trying to shove this shit back in my ear. Um, this guy says, guys who won't have sex with a girl when she's on her period are not marriage material. And this is coming from a guy. Don't be such a pussy. She wants it more when she's on her period. The, you know what? That's me clapping. That's not a sexual noise. I love this guy. Like, I for me, like, I don't know. This is a very divided topic. Like, maybe I'm going to have to take a poll. And that's a weird poll to take on Instagram. But most of the stuff I post is not, like, it's not very normal. And it irritates some people and it pisses some people off. But yet they keep looking. So maybe I'm doing something right. Um... I, I feel like this could be a very divided topic. I'm on the side of, like, even if I was a guy, like, it's not going to bug me. Like, 
it's not, it's, it doesn't have to be gross, first of all, because there are ways to do it in the shower, different positions, um, different times of the day. Um, there's just like different ways that you can do it. And I'm going to agree with what he says. Like for me personally, like, first of all, this is a whole different topic. Like I don't get mine very often, but like when I do, um, I do like, I want it more. Like I'm like, I feel very sexual and I just feel like a monster. Like, like I just want to fuck. <laughs> like that's probably me most of the time. But when I'm on my period, I want, I want it. Like, give me the dick. Like, I want it. And my man is not afraid of it. He don't, he don't give, he don't give a shit. Like, he'll do it. He doesn't care. Um, I think it's, you know, maybe if you're brand new dating, whatever, I don't know. There's like so many different ways this can go, but I'm talking specifically right now, um, since this guy was like in a relationship, um, yeah, I I remember my husband and I had that conversation when we were dating and I think that I brought it up because um, I felt like I was going to be getting my period soon and, you know, we're like, we're having sex like multiple times a day at this point um, and I felt like my period was coming and I was like, like I, I, I think that you shouldn't spring it on someone. Like I think that there should be a conversation and some form of communication because I think if you like, if you have a period, first of all, if you're on your period and you go to have sex and you know you're on your period and you don't tell him, that's shitty. That's messed up. Don't do that. Don't surprise him with it because, because he has had no time to like prepare for it or like he's going to be like, whoa, okay, yeah, that's blood. So I guess we're doing this now and he's just like in it with no choice. So I remember having a conversation with my husband when we first started dating. I was like, so, and I said it like cute. Like I used to, you know, I said it cute. I wasn't like, so, (laughs) I can't even think of anything gross. I wasn't like, so period sex, bro. Like yes or no. No, like we had a delicate conversation, but basically I just wanted to know like, like where's your stance on it? Like, is it a yay or a nay? And he like had different explanations. Like he was like, mm, some people he's been with like a, like an ex or something. Like he was like, fuck no, because that person was just like gross and that whole situation was gross. So he was like, um, I think he said he st- would do it if he had to, um, but he didn't really enjoy it because it was just like too much. Um, but like... But yeah, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I think you should have a conversation about it. Like if you're a girl and you're uncomfortable with having sex on your period, like that's fine. That's a different thing. But if you want it, like, and he's like, ew, no, gross. Like, bitch, get in the shower with me right now and put your wiener inside me. It's fine. We're all going to live. And I'm telling you, it's going to make me feel really good. So do it. And he better do it. That was gross. I usually don't talk about stuff like that. But like, come on. Um, last but not least, so this, you guys, I just want to thank you for writing in, like, seriously, I really couldn't have this show without the, you know, my few followers that I have so far. I really appreciate the support that I've been getting. And also my friends, my friends, um, I've gotten so close with some friends, like they've been very active in supporting me and, giving me feedback and all of this. So thank you everybody for writing in. I have so many more, but I'm going to save some for later because this shit is golden. I love these. I love these. I love hearing your stories. Please continue to write in. I'm on my knees, please. I'm not really on my knees. I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down in, this is the beauty of a podcast. Um, I have no makeup on. Let me paint you a picture. Just close your eyes. Imagine it. Um, I have no makeup on. I haven't, I brushed my teeth. Um, I haven't brushed my hair yet and I'm wearing underwear and a sweatshirt. And that's the beauty of podcasting is I could be sitting in my kitchen looking like a dump truck and it doesn't matter. It's beautiful. Um, so I'm going to, for last but not least, I'm going to give you my deal breaker. And this was very specific. And he was a mama's boy. And I'm not saying all mama's boys would do this. But this shit was wild. And I could not go on any longer. So I had already been dating this person 
for a little while. And um, it wasn't very serious, but it was like, it was more than just casual, you know, it was exclusive, whatever. And I have the worst memories sometimes. And especially when I want to block something out, like I can really block something out. And this whole relationship I've managed to block out, but I do remember this. I don't remember how we got on this conversation. I think we were talking about like firsts, like first this, first that, first kiss, you know, whatever. And he said it so nonchalantly that it took me a second to figure out what he said. But basically he told me that his first kiss was his mom. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? Wait, hold, rewind. And he just kept talking through it. He's kept talking through it. He said it and kept talking through it. Like I wasn't going to be like, skirt, like what did you just say? What the fuck did you just say? He said his mom was his first kiss. I'm like, what do you mean? Like a cute, like, oh, like, I love you. Mwah. Hi. Cute. Like cute mom kiss. I don't know. Um, no, he didn't have to tell me the truth. Cause I'm sure like in this moment, like read the room, buddy. Like, can you tell I'm uncomfortable? Can you tell him about to run screaming towards the hills? Apparently not because he told me, um, his mom taught him how to make out. Go. Yeah. What? Rewind. Yeah, his mom taught him how to make out. This is a true story. I'm sorry, if you are a mom out there, if you are a mom and you have a son or even a daughter, I don't care, do not teach your kid how to make out because someone is not going to marry him if they find that out. And that is gross. Like his mom, like shame on his mom. He, he didn't know any better probably. I don't know. That is so fucking gross. That is the grossest thing I've ever heard. I actually know um, a mom or two. And it just wouldn't, I would, I like, I feel bad saying this, but I wouldn't put it past them to teach their sons how to make out. And that's disgusting. Don't do that. And if your son asks you to teach, if, if your son comes up to you and he's like, mom, I'm going to a party and I think they're going to play spin the bottle and I just don't know how to kiss and I'm so scared. I would slap that fool across the face and humiliate him and I would make sure he never asked me that again. I'm like, bitch, are you serious? No. I love you. I love you more than anything. I would literally lay my life down for you. I would take a bullet for you. I would do anything for you. Like, I changed your shitty diapers. I fed you. Like, I'll do anything for you forever and ever and ever. But I won't do that. No, I won't do that. Hell no. Don't make out with your kids. That's gross. So, yeah, I dumped him. And he was like, are you really dumping me over this? I said, yeah, because this is, I just, whatever can of worms this is about to open up, like, I'm not about to be in a relationship with you and your mom and battle your mom. And I don't know what else kind of weird stuff you have going on. And honestly, I wasn't feeling him enough to want to stay in it anyway. Like, I think secretly I was looking for an out, but that was a really good out. Whew. So that's it for um, the deal breaker and red flag portion of the show. So this, um, so on every episode, if you are new to the show and you're just listening for the first time, um, I try to, I'm going to start adding some new segments. And if you have any suggestions on new segments, I am so open, like me and my whole entire production crew, like we are so open to your suggestions. So if you have any fun ideas for different segments, please send them to me. I want to hear it. I love it. Um, but if you're new to the show, I do a segment. It's my only segment right now. It is called What's Your Mess? Basically, people write in and they give me a dilemma or a mess or something that they want to talk about. They want me to talk about it. They want an opinion. Um, we've had some really good ones. And I wanted to, this one is a little different than the usual What's Your Mess? Like, it's not like, oh, my husband was looking at gay porn or, you know, so-and-so's cheating on this person that, you know, whatever, which I love those. But this one was really cool. It was very wholesome. And I feel like it's a good conversation. It's very fitting because Father's Day is coming. And um, ladies, like, I don't know about you, but I want to make my man feel special on Father's Day. And my my guy, like, he doesn't really like gifts. And he certainly, like, he doesn't like, he doesn't care about Father's Day. And like, he's like, it's a Hallmark holiday. Like, no one needs to make a big deal. 
But I'm like, yeah, but it's like kind of more for the kids and it's more for us to be able to show you like, we love you, dad. We love you, husband. You're doing a great job. And like, even if um, you're in a, you're listening to this and you don't have kids and maybe you have some fur babies or something like we could still do something like a little bit special. It doesn't take a lot. So anyway, um, this is from Diane. Diane wrote in and she says, so, so this is not so much a mess, but this is something different. Like I said, and she says, Diane says date nights, period. Father's day is coming up. I want to make my husband feel wooed, but it's difficult because men are hard. My husband is very low maintenance, so when I want to do something extra for him, it takes so much thought and planning. My husband's love language is complicated. Like, how do you romance a man? I love this one because I can totally relate to this one, as do probably so many uh, of you and other people. Like, men are, like, they're, like, so uncomplicated that they're complicated and I'm not trying to be a bitch and I'm not generalizing all men and I'm not saying anything negative. This is nothing negative, but like seriously, like men are so simple that we make it complicated because like we want to like do all these fun and fancy things and we want to make them feel so special and we don't know what to get for them because like they don't really want anything. And that's the thing. They don't really like, first of all, I'm sure, Diane, I'm sure you pay attention to what your husband likes if he's made any comments of like, oh, I need this. Even if it's something simple and to you it's not sexy, it's not it's not sexy, it's not special, it's not sentimental, it's nothing cool or fancy. If there's anything that you could think of in the past that he has mentioned like, oh, I really need this, like a freaking, like my husband one time was doing projects and I'm going to give you an example. My husband was doing projects in the garage and he was like, you know, cussing and kicking things as most men do as they're doing projects. And he's like, I need a new fucking wood clamp. This wood clamp is shit. And I was like, perfect. I was like, I'm getting him wood clamps for, I don't remember what holiday was next, but I was like, I'm getting him wood clamps. Like I'm not going to have fun giving it to him. And I'm not going to feel very like, like to me, as I'm buying the gift and giving the gift, I'm not like, oh, this is like such a cool gift. And like he's also, when I was there, I was like, oh, and he's always losing like his wood pencil, like his wood pencil, the mark on wood. Like he's always losing them. So I got him a whole box. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get him a little tiny holster for the wood pencils that attaches to his pants. So I'm not saying to go out and get wood clamps and stuff like that, but just, I'm just saying, Diane, dial it back. Think very simple as far as the gift goes like think of something very simple if he if like if he wears the same color t-shirt all the time and that's his shit and that's his go-to and he just loves wearing I don't know black t-shirts or something go get him a black t-shirt it's not something that's exciting for you to get but basically it's not about us because we want to be excited we want the excitement of getting a really cool gift or planning a really cool thing but I think just if you're plain out, if if you're flat out saying plain and simple, my man is not complicated, like he's so simple. Like do something that then that is his love language. That's one. Like he's he's very simple. Like do something very simple as far as the gift goes. Just maybe do something that's more like I have found um, through talking to my husband and other guys like guy friends and other you know of the wives' husbands and this and that. Because I'm a brain picker. I like to pick at the brain. Um, I think guys really are simple. And some guys like gifts and fancy gifts. But um, most of them really like just very thoughtful things. Like something homemade or something thoughtful or something that is maybe not tangible. It's like the thought. They actually, guys are so cute. They actually, they like sentimental things in a way. And they like things that are special and it doesn't have to be tangible. It could just be something that gives them a feeling. So instead of stressing yourself out into, oh my gosh, what do I do? I need to do this whole elaborate plan to make him feel special. I think you just like, like keep it simple, stupid. Remember that in school kiss, keep it simple, stupid, like keep it simple for real. Like get him, if you have to, if you feel like you have to get him something, get him something that is something you already know that he uses on the daily that he likes, something that shows that you really pay attention to him 
and his daily life and needs and likes and all this. And if he has mentioned something that he wants or he needs, even if it's not exciting for you to get it from, just get him that. And I know Father's Day is like for the kids to do something for them. And that's simple, you know, it's always simple to have the kids make dad feel special. They can make him something, you know, that that's simple. But you're, you specifically asked me like date nights. Like obviously, like for me, there's like two parts of Father's Day. Like there's what we do for him from the kids. And then there's like daddy. (laughs) I made so many people just go, ew. I have no issue with the daddy. Um, My husband likes it. So keep your opinion to yourself because this is my show. (laughs) Just kidding. No, but there's, there's like happy Father's Day and then there's happy daddy's day. Um, So the date night aspect, make him like you want to woo him and be romantic for date nights and this and that. I, this is what I'm going to say. And this is the fun part of this show. This could be the best advice or the worst. Nobody knows. It's just my advice. You don't have to take it. I'm not a professional. This is just my advice. This is what has worked for me. And I think men are very simple. Men like they want to be fed and they want to be fucked. That's it. And that like there's like a lot of other little things that go in between. But like mostly they just want to be fed and fucked. And that's fine. I'm okay with that because like. That's just so, like, that's just, it's, like, pretty easy to do. It takes the guesswork out of things. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give some advice. Do you know how many, so, like, there's been, like, different days, whether it's just a regular day where I want to, like, make him feel special or if it's, like, a holiday or a birthday or this, that or whatever it is, whatever your reason is to do something extra if you need a reason to do something extra. Um, I'm going to this is my advice. Set your alarm. I don't care how early both of you get up for work. I don't care who has to get up first. Whoever, um, whatever time you need to set the alarm for, I'm going to challenge you right now. You're going to blow his mind. You're going to make his whole day. If you left it at this alone, you wouldn't have to do anything else, but we're not going to stop here. Set your alarm. Set your mother effing alarm. You get up and you blow that man. You give him an early morning blowjob. You go in the bathroom, you brush your teeth, rinse well with water because you don't want the toothpaste to sting, but you're going to set your alarm and you're going to start the morning off with a blowjob early in the morning. I don't care if it's still dark outside. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. And it's going to be a nasty one. It's going to be an ugly, sloppy, deliciously amazing blowjob. Like this is like this is not the regular kind of blowjob. First of all, it's already not regular. Maybe it is. Maybe you wake up early and blow him already. And if you do, fucking good for you. I think that that's amazing. Um, but wake up early, give him a wonderful blowjob. I don't know if you guys are going to be off together that day. Um, but if you are, I think it'd be cute for you and the kids. Make him breakfast. Get some mimosas going. Get a little day drinking going. And just be very flirtatious with him. Go out of your way to be very flirtatious and touchy-feely with him. And um, like I said, it's it's Father's Day. You're probably not going to get the kids watched. So do some fun family things together. Put your phone away. Just like put your phone away. Make everything about him that day. Like do your gifts. Make it real cute. Give him, give him, have the kids give him gifts. And just be very flirty and loving with him all day. And um, I would also say whatever you do for dinner, you know, I don't know if you're going to make dinner or go out to dinner. I think making dinner is cute and you could play, you know, play some music, make it a family event. You all cook together. You have more drinks going. Drinks are always fun. Um, Unless you don't drink, then I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know, like talk to each other or something, like look at each other. Um, you know, just make it fun. Just, I don't think it has to be so much this big elaborate plan. I think make it just like a fun, memorable day. Like just make it to where the day is so memorable. Like when he thinks of this day, it just gives him like, it just makes him smile because there was laughs. There was fun. The kids were involved. He's involved. He feels special and appreciated and this and that. Um, but to get, you're asking how to romance him. I'm going to talk specifically about that. Um, just to kind of get things going until the kids go to bed. Just so it's not like this like 
robotic thing like, oh, kids are in bed, we're in bed now, let's have sex, uh, 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 whatever. Like, maybe switch it up. And again, I, I don't know what you already do, so I'm not saying you should do this, you should do this, like, could maybe you already do it. These are just suggestions. Um, I think it's really fun to, especially when the kids are there, and it kind of makes it exciting, actually, because you're not alone, and you can't really you can't do things as you were alone, but you're going to be alone soon. Like my husband and I, like we like to send dirty texts to each other and that might sound childish. Um, I don't think it is like, let's say he works that day. Um, send him a picture of your tits. I don't care what size your tits are. I don't care if they're giant, medium, small, lopsided, whatever your tits look like. He loves your tits and he's always going to welcome a picture of your tits. So, um, during the day, maybe send them a little booby picture along with um, a message like uh, saying, I can't wait to do this and this to you later. Or how about a text like, oh my God, you tasted so good this morning because you're like making him remember the blowjob. Remember? Remember the blowjob you woke up for that morning? Yeah. Remind him. I'd be like, oh my God, babe, you tasted so good. Whatever. Make him feel like a man. This is Father's Day. Just make him feel appreciated, sexy, manly, loved. And feed him because it's so simple. You say your husband's love language is simple. That's what it is. That's all you got to do. Don't stress yourself out about it, Diane. Like, just, just really get him excited about the day itself. Just the feeling. Like, obviously the kids are involved. We've already said that. We're going to make him feel special and loved as a dad. And I'm sure you have something planned for that. And the kids probably make something in school. I don't know. Um... But get him excited. Give him the blowjob. Send him a picture of your tits. Send him a picture of your butt. Like, get the camera nice down low where your butt looks all big and your waist looks little. And be like, oh, this? Oh, nothing. Or like, oh, this? This is yours. This is all yours. And then later that night, when you're making dinner, start preheating the oven. Send him a couple dirty text messages. But whatever you send him, just know that he's the tax man will come to collect. So whatever you say to him, like, don't write some checks that your ass can't cash. Like he, you better pay up on him. So start telling him what you're going to do to him. That's okay. Planning is not unsexy. There's a way that it is unsexy, but there's also a way that it's totally sexy. And, um, like I know like with work situations and sometimes like you don't see each other for a good amount of the day or the week or whatever, there's nothing wrong. And I don't think you're ever too old or too married or to whatever to send some dirty text messages. I think it's fun. It's sexy. It keeps things exciting. And they love it. They love it. Remember? They're fucking simple. They're so simple. If you're like, I'm going to blah, 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 blah to you later. They're like, oh, shit. Like, you made their day. You made their day. They're smiling. They popped a chub. It's great. It's a win-win. It's great. Um, And then... Just show him, like, like if there's if there's an outfit that you have that he loves, and you know he loves it, and you never wear it, maybe put that on during dinner, huh? Put it on during dinner. Put it on after dinner. Come out, come out the bathroom wearing something sexy, or you know what? Come out butt ass naked. I heard a friend say one time recently. Um, she said, "Put a bow on your head, like put a bow on your head on your naked body." That's what you give them for Father's Day. And I just say amen, sister, to that because they really are simple. And I know that we want, like, it's us. It's us who wants to go out of our way to do all these things to make them feel special. Like, I remember one year I made a basket for for my husband and it was like a cologne and this and that. And it had a cute little note like, oh, wear this because it turns me on. And like, I put like a cute little note for all these gifts. And you know what he loved the most? He loved the blowjob in the morning and he loved the shit that the kids and I made him. It's a, it was a little wood sign and I put their handprints on it and they're like grown kids when we did this. So it was kind of a joke, but he loved it and it hangs up in our house to this day. He loved it. I mean, he appreciated everything in the basket, but that was, I think yeah, that was more for me. So whatever you do, just keep it simple. Whatever, his, you know his love language. If you feel like his love language is so simple that it's complicated, just keep it simple. And I think doing little cute, thoughtful things and sexy things and sexual things and sending him some dirty texts through dinner and just freaking blowing his mind when the kids go to bed, doing that one thing that he wants you to do that you don't usually like to do, 
that's when you pull this out and that's when you make his day and it's the best father's day ever. Um, as far as date nights, um, I would like, I, I love that you asked specifically about date nights too. Um, and I would love to, I want to elaborate more on that. And I actually want to, um, I want to bring my husband in on another episode and talk more about it. But for me, like, I think date, obviously date nights are very important. Justin and I try to do a date night. It's hard to do it sometimes, but we try and do a date night once a week. And I know that's not realistic for everyone, but that is realistic for us with our situation. Um, like once a week, once every other week, we try and do a date night because it's so nice to just sit and talk. And it's really fun to go out and, you know, have a reason to get dressed up and go out and this and that. But I will say my favorite date nights, our favorite date nights, we, um, and this might sound corny, but I love it. We literally get ready in separate bathrooms and he has no idea what I'm going to wear. And I have no idea what he's going to wear. And we dress up. Like, we dress up like we're, like, going to a nice restaurant or we're going to a club or whatever. And um, we we have already pre-picked out a meal that I shop for. And we always try and do a meal that's, like, not typical. It's not something that I usually make. Like, we've done sushi. And we've done, you know, other fancy things. Like, you know, maybe do, like, a filet mignon, a lobster tail. I don't know. Whatever food you guys like that's just something out of the norm you know it's not one of your regular go-to meals so we get ready sounds corny to me we love it I think it's hot and I can't imagine it ever going badly so I challenge you to try it um I put on something devastatingly sexy that he wants to rip off of me and he puts on something devastatingly handsome that I want to rip off of him he's got a nice shirt on, whatever. And we've done this without dressing up too. I'm not saying you have to dress up. This is just an option. Anyway, we get dressed. We meet in the kitchen. We have a meet time. We're like, meet you in the kitchen at this time. And then we cook the dinner together and we have some wine or we have some drinks. And we that's another thing. We always have like a signature cocktail that we make on date nights. It's something out of the norm because it makes, when everything's like more planned and it's more out of the norm, it just, it makes it very special. And for me, I feel like it, it builds up this romance and it builds up this exciting sexual tension and it just brings us back to each other and we connect and we talk, we listen to music. We always put on, like we have like a dinner playlist that we'll put on and we cook and we have our signature cocktail and we listen to music and we just talk. Like we don't have our phones out. We don't do anything else but talk to each other and we laugh and we dance and we get silly and no one else is around and it's really nice. Like we can totally be ourselves and there's no one coming and interrupting us and waiting on us, which that's fun too sometimes because sometimes you just want to go out and get waited on. But this is one of my favorite date nights. And um, we sit, we set the dining room table, the nice dining room table, and we sit and we have dinner and we flirt and we talk and we try and plan some trips and, you know, all of that. We don't bring up anything negative. There's no negativity around the date night dinner table. Like, it's not allowed. We can't talk about any issues. Everything, like, anything that is, like, could possibly go turn into, like, a disagreement or whatever, it's it's off the table. It's very lighthearted. It's, like, it's almost like, it's like dating when you're like in the honeymoon phase. Like you wouldn't bring up negative things and you know, you're not on your phone and you're not taking pictures of your meal or whatever, whatever. Like it's a date between you and your partner and you've made it this special day. And then, um, we usually like, I usually take it upon myself on date night. Like I get real bossy in the bedroom. I get real extra bossy and he loves it. And then obviously like if he wants to be the boss, I'll let him be the boss because they kind of want to be the boss. But I get shit going. Like, I'm going to, like, I challenge you to start having sex with him and doing things, some foreplay with him after dinner, before a dish is even cleared. Um, start rubbing his leg and get down to business in the kitchen, at the dining room table, whatever, whatever. Have sex somewhere different in the house that night because you can because you're at home and the kids aren't there and you're alone and put your dog away so he's not watching you. Put your cat, whatever you have. But it's just so much fun and we just get wild and I get real bossy and I get real assertive and he loves it and that's specific to us. So just... I think that's a real fun date night. Another fun date night to like sway away from like not everything has to be sexual. I love going 
into our bed early. We literally eat dinner in bed and we play games. We play games. We get out a couple board games and we play games and we just laugh and we talk for hours playing board games sitting on our bed and that is a really fun date night. And I like bringing up date nights that are inexpensive and very easy and very feasible because of course I could sit here and tell you, okay, go um, rent a hot air balloon and do this and go. I I could give you all these elaborate dates and you know, that's very easy to do, but the chances of doing those dates are a little more slim than these dates. Like these ones, like anyone could do it. Everyone has a deck of cards or a board game around and that we have so much fun doing that. Like it's, I, I like doing things that are simple and fun where you're laughing along, you're having fun together because to me, having fun and laughing with your partner, it just, it just, it just makes the room, like it envelops the room with romance and it's like you're just kind of swooning for each other and you're being very flirty with each other and a man wants to be flirted with and a woman wants to be flirted with and you're very touchy feeling you're building up all this sexual tension for the night and I'm going to tell you Jess and I have had some of the best um sex after we've like had a very non-sexual day where it's like very fun and we're laughing and it's goofy because that turns it, it just, you just connect. So I would say to start, um, for this episode alone, because I'm going to keep going on and on and I'm already at my hour. Um, I'm going to challenge you to do one of those date nights and I want you to do it. And I want you to write back to me and tell me how they went because it's very easy. You do it at home, but it's very planned. It's not, It's not a lazy thing. There still is planning that goes into it, but it's a lot easier planning and it's very affordable and totally doable. Just like you're going to be on Father's Day night after you've sent him all your dirty texts, Diane. I want you to blow him in the morning for Father's Day. Let me know how it goes. You guys stay messy. Have a good day.